Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and, the or and orders the gatekeepers to be on watch. Watch, therefore, you do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at the cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The 18th century hymn, Adeste Fidelis, known in English as O Come All Ye Faithful, stands out as perhaps the most quintessential hymn of the Christmas season. The powerful organ accompaniment, soaring descants, and the hearty singing of the congregation help us to know audibly through our worship that Christ has been born in Bethlehem. But we're not at Christmas, at least not yet. We're in Advent, and as we know, it's just the first Sunday. And lest the liturgical snipers come out to shoot me for rushing the season, don't worry, I won't be preaching on Christmas, but rather on Advent. But I want to do so tonight with the end in mind. Because one only has to look around as you drive to or from the cathedral this evening to see that our culture is already celebrating Christmas. And in the blink of an eye, come December 26th, we'll have moved into the mushiness of Valentine's Day, kicking our trees and our tinsel to the curb. But for we Catholics, the celebration of the Christmas season is much more than just one day. It is more than a simple tree or icicle lights on our house. The celebration of Christmas is a mystery. And the celebration of the Advent season is meant to help us unfold that mystery, to enter more deeply into it, to be confused by it, to allow ourselves to be lost in the wintry wonderland of purples and four-candled wreaths until we emerge in the dark silence of that Bethlehem night, smelling of shepherds and sheep, to go to kneel in the midst of a straw-filled stable before a little wrapped murmuring, and tightly swaddled babe. Our Advent preparations are meant to enfold us within the mystery of the Incarnation, the mystery of God made man, the mystery of a virgin birth, the mystery of a young Jewish couple's love for a baby, for a king, our Lord. And so tonight, with that idea of mystery and Advent preparation in mind, I'd like to reflect briefly on that Christmas hymn, O Come All Ye Faithful, at least the first verse. Because I think that this hymn is a beautiful masterpiece that can teach us not only what we will celebrate on that Christmas morn, but what we need to do to prepare well during this Advent season, especially as we gather here this evening before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So first, a little background. In today's gospel that Sarah read, our Lord challenged and encouraged his disciples to stay awake, to be watchful, to be ready, for they know not when the Lord will return. Mark chapter 13 stands out for us as a bridge 
between Jesus' three years of his earthly ministry and his coming passion. There's the common saying, born to die. This chapter, Mark 13, underlies Jesus' assertion that history is moving towards a time when God will enter the human experience in a definitive way, when he will make all things right. Biblical scholarship teaches us that Mark's little apocalypse that we've been hearing in chapter 13 is given to help a people who are recovering from some form of tribulation. The lack of details in the chapter about just when that end time will be and the use of the Roman, Roman fourfold watches of the night versus the Jewish threefold watches suggests that this chapter was written following the destruction of the Jewish temple in the late 60s and the early 70s, and that's not 1960 or 1970, much, much earlier. The Jewish world of that time was turned upside down, and Christians and Jews alike didn't know what to do. Sounds a little familiar to our age. So this message of the need to watch, to be ready, was spoken to a people in the midst of struggle, trying to make ends meet, trying to find some sort of answer in the midst of great trial, which is exactly why in the midst of these corona trials of today, this message of our Lord to stay awake, to watch, to be ready, needs to be spoken. It needs to be heard by each and every one of us. What I say to you, I say to all, watch, watch. Mark's use of the word watch comes back after chapter 13, very shortly in chapter 14, as Christ asks his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane to stay awake, to stay and watch for simply one hour, and they can't do it. The spirit is willing, they want to stay awake, but their flesh is weak, they're tired, so they stop watching and they fall asleep. Just like the apostles, I'm tired of watching. I'm tired of watching the number of COVID deaths climb. I'm tired of watching the stories of tired frontline workers being worked to death with no end in sight. I'm tired of watching the elderly dying in nursing homes alone because their families can't gather around them. I'm tired of watching the government shut down restaurants and schools again. I'm tired of watching the number of people being laid off grow. I'm tired of watching churches in the Diocese of Owensboro not be able to sing. I'm tired of watching people feel safe enough to go to stores and bars and vacation, but not to church. I'm tired of watching Mass on my phone. I'm tired of watching the pile of COVID creeping toward that ceiling fan, watching and wondering how tall the ceiling has to be before it collides and flies everywhere. Stuck at home, cloistered at the seminary, all we, all you, all I can do is watch. Watch. But we can also watch and we can pray. And as frustrating as it can be to watch the craziness of this current pandemic age unfold before our eyes, this new season of Advent is perhaps the very best time for us to simply do that, to watch. The best time for us to be attentive to how we live, to whom we encounter, how close we are to one another. For Advent is a time of preparation. It's a time to make ready to examine our consciences, our lives and relationships, a time to perform acts of penance for past sins and to make amends with those whom we have wronged. It's a time to gather closely in love and prayer, 
even when we can't do so in person. A time for us to hear the first lines of that Christmas hymn. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. O come, all ye faithful. Faithful. I don't think it's a secret it's been a very hard this year to remain faithful. With closed churches and canceled masses, all of us have felt a little faithless at times. Yet Christ in this advent of preparation invites us to be faithful. Maybe as we watch and look at our lives over the past nine months, we'll see that we've slacked under the dispensation to not have to attend Sunday Mass and haven't been coming every week. Christ invites us to come back. He invites us to remain faithful. Maybe our prayer life has slacked over the past few years and we don't spend time anymore reading the scriptures, praying a rosary, making a holy hour. I wonder in what ways is Christ inviting us to prepare our hearts here at the Cathedral for Bethlehem this Advent, to remain more faithful, more faith-filled. O come, all ye joyful, joyful. If you note, the hymn doesn't say, come ye happy. It doesn't say sad or frustrated. It says, joyful. Come ye joyful to Bethlehem. Joyfulness is one of the marks of the life of the Christian. Yes, at times we're upset, we're sad, we're happy, frustrated, whatever emotion you want to name, but we are all Christians. We're members of the body of Christ, and the mark of our baptism has sealed us with the joy of the gospel, the joy of being beloved sons and daughters of God. True joy, then, is an inward experience, and St. Paul exhorts us in his epistle to the Philippians to never allow that joy to be taken from us, to rejoice always, not in man, but to rejoice in our crosses, to rejoice amidst the coronavirus pandemics of this world, to rejoice in him, in Christ who gives us strength. Jesus Christ, the Son of God who took flesh within the womb of the Virgin, did so out of love for us. God condescended, he came down, He took on our humanity and he raised it up so that we might have that joy, that promise of an eternity in heaven. So I wonder, what is stealing our joy? What do we need to watch for this Advent season that might take away our joy? What is keeping us from living a life that is focused on the joy of heaven? O come, all ye triumphant, triumphant. We might not realize it now, but we are triumphant. We can be triumphant. Our worldly struggles might weigh us down, but we are triumphant. Every time we resist sin and choose to do good, we are triumphant. Every time we choose to make our world, our community of Owensboro, our community of St. Stephen Cathedral, our families a better place, We are triumphant, but it has to start here. If we are going to be those faith-filled, joyful, and triumphant Christians, we have to seek to be renewed often at this altar. We have to draw near frequently to the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. We have to draw near this fountain of his love and mercy and invite him to live 
invite him to grow, invite Jesus Christ to become incarnate in our lives in a new way. My brothers and sisters, we have to draw near the stable, the manger, the womb of the virgin, in order to be caught up in the mystery of the incarnation. And so we have to go to Bethlehem. Come ye, O come ye, to Bethlehem. The Hebrew name for the house of bread, sometimes translated as house of the Lord. But no longer is it simply the little town of Bethlehem. No longer is Bethlehem solely the house for the bread of the angels. But now every church, every cathedral is a house of bread, a dwelling for the Lord, a beautiful home where the Lord resides as he seeks to make his dwelling, to make his home within each of us. So let us go to the new Bethlehem often and adore the Lord, not in a manger, but here in the tabernacle, here in the monstrance, and let us draw from him the strength that we need to be undyingly faithful, unwaveringly joyful, and exceedingly triumphant. Just a few days ago, Pope Francis encouraged the church to recapture this practice of adoration in our lives. He said, we must recapture this sense of adoration, to adore, to adore God, to adore Jesus, to adore the Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, to adore in silence. The prayer of adoration is that prayer that makes us recognize God as the beginning and the end of all of history. And this prayer is the living flame of the Spirit that gives strength to witness and to mission. My friends, if we heed our Lord's command to watch so that we are ready for his arrival this Advent, we must know the one for whom we wait, the one for whom we yearn, the one whom we seek, whom we adore. So throughout these days of Advent, let us allow ourselves to be lost in mystery. Let us allow ourselves to seek to grow in prayer, to deepen our relationship with the triune God as we bow, kneel, pray, plead, sit, and listen to the King of Angels born for us, crucified for us, present here in this temple, here in this cathedral, this house of living bread, until the end of time. The night is far spent. Now is the time for us to wake from sleep, to watch, to be alert, to wait in the silence of an old Bethlehem stable, to wait in the silence of a quiet cathedral until the cries of the newborn Christ child fill our hearts. So come, all ye faithful. Come, ye joyful. Come, ye triumphant. Come, watch, pray, and be ready as we kneel, as we worship, and as we adore him, Christ our Lord.